0: the tights and fights podcast for over six years a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment
1: So I could wrestle with my best friend. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm bound to fall in love, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation. Ah, uh, wait. Huh? Uh, 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 you're
2: seeing it in progress right now. I know, uh, it's happening. Go uh, ahead, give us one off the dome. Uh, The pun set power bomb bomb julian burrell there we go that'll work hey great for for one week that'll work
1: (laughs) yeah by the way a happy belated birthday to our own Lindsay kelk if you've not wished her a happy birthday you still have time because birthdays last a month we all know that Mm -hmm. they're a season yes do you now we're in we're in spooky season s-z-n for that's how i'm saying it just in (laughs) case you're
2: hip like me Julian, do you have are you like a Halloween guy? I wasn't necessarily a Halloween guy until um my wife had made it known cuz her she was dealing with a lot of um a lot of like my mom thinks that Halloween is the devil's holiday when I was a child so I didn't get to yeah. do anything so we will go full hog whenever Halloween rolls around as adults. So we do have a, a a lot of plans for Halloween. I do I have come to an appreciation in the 5 years that we have been married yeah. of Halloween. Well good. Good. Oh, I'm excited. What about you? Are you gonna? Are you? Are you doing anything Hollows related?
1: No, no, I, uh, no plans. Honestly, watching Phillies baseball games. <laughs> Lord, please let me let me be insufferable and ha- let us, let us have this. I'll be nice. I'm not gonna be insufferable. I'll be so nice. I'll be so good. Listen, listen, baseball gods. I'll be so good. I'll be so so good if you let the Phillies win. They deserve. It. Give Bryce Harper a ring. He deserves it. I'm going to be so good. You would I can would be so good. <laughs> I I'm not a halloween guy by and large. The the most enjoyable halloween I've had in the last let's say 10 years. Friends of mine uh who who we used to live close to they had like a home so they they had like trick or treaters coming and going. we had lived in a series of apartments, so we never really had that and they wanted they they uh resolved to be the couple in the block who gave out full-sized candy bars
2: oh wow so they were Je- that family
1: yes so jennifer and i would go i would just hang out with them and talk or whatever but jennifer was so excited to give the candy out to the kids that i saw her at one point she was like down their driveway looking That she'd come back and go
3: it's coming.
1: She's so excited <laughs> to hand out the candy. So that through her I I enjoyed that. But I for me Halloween is like as soon as it's over that's that's when I go into
2: overdrive because I can I can pull out all my holiday decorations and really stuff. Uh, okay. Nice. So this is but a stepping stone to what you're really waiting for.
1: Yes, but I I appreciate and respect the number of people who enjoy it. And I will say wrestling-wise that one year as a child I dressed up as Hulk Hogan. I we had a mask. And then mm-hmm. the next year camp. <laughs> oh, no, it was like a full, like a full, cover oh, your full head rubber, rubber mask. Rubber mask. <laughs> and then, uh, it might have been third grade, I think, because I had two broken arms, so they were both in cast. <laughs> then, two years later, my mother dressed up as Hulk Hogan to come to school. She wore basically the same costume, which lets <laughs> you know, uh, what it was like being 12 years old and having a mother the same size as you.
2: <laughs> Those halcyon days.
1: Yeah. Maybe <laughs> they, they'll never come back so this was this was another crowded wrestling weekend this past weekend we had nxt no mercy on saturday which was followed by aew wrestle dream on sunday both of them with a lot of big stuff to discuss and then monday something else big happens a big time for wrestling especially well I'll, i'll get to that i'll get to the the upcoming tuesday night wars in a second but uh let's talk uh briefly i'll give you the results to nxt no mercy we had becky lynch in the women's title, in the main event against Trif- Tiffany Stratton in an Extreme Rules match, Becky Lynch winning that one. Ilya Dragunov has beaten Carmelo Hayes for the NXT title. The, the Scottish supernova, Noam Dar, beat Butch. Uh, the family retained the tag team titles in a fatal four-way. Trick Williams beat Dom for the North American title. Baron Corbin beat Braun Breaker and is now laying his claim to the NXT title. Now, that women's match... Was so good. And, you know, Becky is Becky is great. Becky is Becky. But Tiffany Stratton, like, talk about somebody getting an opportunity and really making the most of it. I'm just so yeah. impressed. I always thought she had, a, like, an interesting character. Like, you could tell that she was a good performer. But that match is a real, like, coming out party for her. And yeah. I, I couldn't be happier for her. Truly a star in the
2: making. It's honestly what they should be doing with something like having the main roster and the nxt people kind of hanging out with each other it's don't take like don't do like a match that would normally be on raw and just throw it on nxt just for the sake of a ratings but like have like some of those up and coming wrestlers wrestle the people that have you know been doing this for a while, and that's how they get better. That's natural because you can only go up against people that are within your same experience level so much before you're going to hit a natural plateau. Yeah, uh, you need to be you need to go out there and you need to go against somebody like who's main evented WrestleMania, and they're going to give you a rub even if you lose. And Tiffany Stratton is a star in the making, and I always say she is along with a few other people. I, I just I remember when WWE made their and their announcement was that they were going to priori- they were going to find a way to get more college athletes involved mm-hmm. in n x t to give them a chance to see if they can be a wrestler full time, and that that was going to be a big push for them. A lot of people took that and along with some dirt sheets st- stuff to say we will never hire somebody who's exclusively spent time around the Indies. To do their thing. But I honestly I don't I don't know how much weight I put into that, especially when you've seen them over the last few years. But I will say Tiffany Stratton is why you go after D1 athletes. Braun Breaker is why you go after D one athletes, regardless of whether they ever gave a shit about wrestling. These people are just on another level in terms of how smooth they are at picking things up in the ring. It's insane to watch it. There are so many people that go to college and don't get to go be pro athletes after the fact. Or they don't have a pro option in their sport after they're done, right. and their Olympic aspirations don't go up. So it's just, it's just you see some of these people; they're so freaking good, and they're only going to get better because they're like in their early twenties.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, here, here's a question for you: Given how how much talent there is on the NXT roster right now, and I know the shows are going to be up and down in quality, where I don't know, it might be impossible to ever recapture that black and gold era when when. Triple H was in charge, but do you feel like we're the closest now that we've been to that? I mean, obviously they went through the rebrand, but now they've sort of come back a bit. Do you think we're getting into sort of an era like that?
2: I I do think the whole NXT bright and colorful 2.0 thing was a swing and it was a little bit of a throwing a baby out with the bathwater thing. Because I don't think that, I think it was a bad idea to continue to try and be the super indie that black and gold was because aew had kind of occupied that space and we could argue about the execution about it about which brand did it better right but the reality was that like nxt being like this umbrella of like oh my gosh all these people you know from all over the place they're going to come and be in the wwe feeder system and kind of like uh start you know their journey and see if they can actually make it in wwe a lot of that option was kind of gone aew was bringing them in they were probably signing them to better contracts and they were probably telling them there's less of a learning curve before you get to be in a a bigger show that's touring and whatnot in terms of like you know audience presentation and stuff like that i do think it made sense to go in a different direction i don't think that they needed to be as as cornball as those early days of nxt were but now i think like i think honestly what felt to me like the right step was when they retired the nxt uk brand and brought those wrestlers over to you know current nxt and consolidated that whole thing because i love seeing Ilya dragunov kind of get his shot i did not know he was somebody i was really worried about getting kind of lost in the shuffle as far as like is he going to get a real chance to be a guy, at least in NXT, like, is he going to be a, a, like one of the top dudes in this company? Yeah. It might be time for Carmelo and Braun Breaker to go on ahead and make their way on up to, uh, to Raw or SmackDown. I think that they have maybe another few months before it's, it's just naturally time. They've been at this, they've been down there for so long, bring them on up. So Yeah.
1: So here's what's going on. This is a good sort of segue, because so you compared a little bit. I agree with you. I, I also think AEW has the advantage, uh, uh, had the advantage, at least at that time, And now as well, like we don't have, we have no style. There's no AEW style. You come Mm -hmm. in and do what you do and we're going to put you on television. And, you you know, I think you don't know, unless you're a woman, how long you're going to be on television. (laughs) But I think that, uh, you know, that's got to be really appealing. And, you know, like we're like we've talked about and like the wrestlers are talking about in particular, way more than we are, to be fair, like more places to work is good and you got to be happy for your friends that they're getting to work somewhere and get an opportunity. Like it's mm-hmm. weird to see edge go somewhere else. I've said on this podcast, I think it's a step down for him because you can't I, another, you can't kill your legacy. That dude's got a legacy. He, he's, no. he's solid gold and I, yeah. I understand. And I think it's great that he wants to spend time with Christian and go wrestle with him. Um And ultimately if that makes him happy, He's more than earned it. He he owes he owes me nothing. I've gotten to enjoy him for a long time, and if and if I don't watch AEW and I miss out on him, that's on me. But like, there are a ton of people that are AEW fans who aren't like the the twenty people online that that give them a bad name that are thrilled to have have you know you get a lot of dream matches now. So awesome! I think that's great. What, what we're moving into now because of the baseball playoffs is that Dynamite has to move from Wednesday to Tuesday. Now, NXT had moved from Wednesdays to Tuesdays. Yeah. it's like, all right, you have that night. Obviously, we're, we're going to put our feeder system up against you and feel like we have to have to compete. Now what's happening? Next Tuesday, Paul Heyman is, is going to be there. John yeah. Cena is going to be there. Like, they're they're rolling out. Oh, but
2: hang on. I actually have word that a hologram of Andre the Giant is going to actually make an appearance. It's going to be very exciting. I'm, He's going to be tagging with Tupac. I can't wait. Right. <laughs> it's it's going to be an all-memorial battle royal. Just yeah. like a, a theoretical AI simulation of what all these people would have done at one point or another. Yeah. And they're having a seance
1: at the beginning so that the ghost, mm-hmm. not, an, not a hologram, the ghost of Jimi Hendrix can play the national anthem, <laughs> which is going to be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and you know AEW doesn't really have to counter program. They can just roll out their show. It's their flagship show. They've got tons of stars. They're doing well, uh, um, ostensibly. And the, mm-hmm. you're gonna have Edge out there. You're gonna see yeah. how he mixes it up with 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 uh, Christian. So I, you know, I, yeah.
2: I will say that I think with CM Punk leaving, mm-hmm. um, as chaotic as that was, and as like you know, <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know how big of a hit they took as far as their popularity or the people who just wanted to see CM Punk wrestle if they are just going to say, well, I don't want to watch this crap anymore. Yeah. Who's to say? Maybe we won't find out about that for the years. But I will say, uh, you say with AEW having no style, uh, the Wrestle Dream was very indicative of that. That was a very, and I don't mean this in a bad way or anything. It was right. a very like all over the place type of show where it's like, here's Zack Sabre Jr. and uh, Brian Danielson wrestling wrestling a very technical match. There's going to be a match where Darby Allin in the main event almost kills himself uh, multiple times over. And I I saw some of the things that they said that that was like kind of what they were hoping for as far as like wanted to have a little bit of everything here. And what I think to tie this back to the punk thing, I think that this was them kind of maybe trying to get out of their own way as far as like because you heard what punk was trying to say punk was very much like i want this this is what's going to draw this is what's going to take the company to the next level Mm -hmm. and i think this was kind of them pulling back on that a little bit of just like you know what let's just go out there and do what feels right for us in particular like everybody will wrestle what they know how to wrestle and we'll worry about big picture stuff later you know now with edge going there I don't know if Edge is going to be, like, I don't know if he has the carryover that that somebody like Punk even had. Um, no. I I, I Again, I, I echo your thought that I am happy for him. I think that, like, if nothing else, seeing something, like, if, if we see an Edge versus Kenny Omega match, I think that's worth it. That'll be fun for me. Yeah. But I don't know, like, this is, I feel bad saying this, too, because I did like the pay-per-view, but it was just very weird to hear them talk about how, this represents a new era for AEW. And then it's like, here's Adam Copeland, who you've seen for five years now, come back. And before that, he was with WWE for 20 years. And uh, how is this a new era for this company again? I'm not totally sure, but... So I guess I I am overall excited about what Adam Copeland can do. I don't know, like, and I I think starting a Tuesday Night War is actually going to be kind of interesting... Because I don't think that AEW is going to try and counter-program. I think the onus is on WWE a little bit more than it is on AEW to, like, load up these shows and make them exciting. Maybe they'll show a little uh, Chicago flag just to tease CM Punk a little bit more than they've been doing (laughs) or something. I don't know.
1: Maybe so. And, you know, it's a limited run that they're going to be going against one another because it is for the baseball playoffs, which Mm -hmm. only lasts eight months. But... (laughs) <laughs> I think you bring up a really good point. It's the thing I keep circling back to, which is the the pay-per-view, which got rave reviews and great matches, but but is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that would have been a great business model for them. This idea of when somebody comes in, put out a graphic that says, like, Adam Copeland is all elite. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Being all elite, there is no identity to to AEW. It has no identity, and I think they could have, they could have, and should have leaned into that. Because isn't that like what an indie like some of the indie stuff is? Ring of Honor had a very specific style to it, so you Mm -hmm. knew sort of what you were gonna get. But AEW is is I am still my pitch. Tony Khan, uh, clean off that mirror and listen to me. the 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 pitch is that it's like the deep space nine of wrestling it's a place where all these things exist it is this ne- it is a nexus point unlike any other kind of nexus point. There's nowhere where you can see these dream matches where someone from Mexico, someone from Impact, someone from Japan, someone from Ring of Honor, all these people come together to face off against one another. So to have that title means you are truly, like, you are the best of all of these places. Because right. anybody can come from any place, anytime to come challenge you for it. Mm-hmm. And I've never got that sense from them. I got that sense that they're trying to build up, like, what it means to be an AEW. And I don't think they ever got there. And yeah. what their greatest weakness is in terms of company building could be
2: their greatest strength if they just like move the angle of the camera a little bit. I think that they were kind of caught between wanting it to be that where it's like everybody anybody can show up from any company um or from you know it just any journeyman can decide that they want to take a five day a five week stint in aew before they go about on their way and I think that the hard thing for them. Was trying to balance that with wanting to establish new stars and wanting people to feel like they have career trajectory like you saw with, with Jade. I mean, with, there's a reason that she decided to leave. It's because she was just looking around and being like, I could just keep collecting my checks here, right. but I'm only young right now. And I'm not going to get an opportunity to like, like like they have me in a kind of like a hole right here. And it's a very comfortable place where I can keep earning money and be on TV. But if I want to get to the point where I'm somebody who's at the top of the card, this isn't the place for me necessarily. So it feels right. more like a place where people who have made their name elsewhere, they can come there and they will be a big match for a couple of pay-per-view cycles and then they can move on. But unless you're a guy like, unless you're like MJF, It's going to be really, really freaking hard for them to, for Tony Khan to just be like, yeah, all right, let's give them a run with the title and and like, let's start building a program and see if the, how the crowd responds to them in the main event scene and move on from there. So like, I mean, and I know people are going to say Darby Allen, but I'm like, I'm sorry, Darby Allen, his reputation is losing a lot. And I feel bad for him because it's like, like, I know he keeps getting like, he's very prominent and he's very popular and he is you know, generally speaking, I think he has like a good following there, but he loses a lot. And I don't see like, let's turn him into a world title contender anytime soon. That's kind of where they're caught between. It's like, everybody can be here. Now, how do we get these people who have been here forever to kind of like, take their careers to the next level? I don't see it yet. Yeah. And and honestly, in Jade's case, I mean, you, like you point out
1: with MJF, like, you could just say if you're a guy and stop there. Like the reality <laughs> is and this isn't like a knock, women are are not treated the same outside of outside of Brit Baker there hasn't been an a concerted effort to build an entire division long term. You get bits fits and bursts of different people. The men get more TV time. There's more time to develop them. MJF obviously is a star, he'd be a star anywhere he goes because he's that good. Mm-hmm. Um yep. but but I, yeah, it's just an it's an identity crisis, and to if there's if they have some success, it's like what is the motivation for them to do anything more? There isn't. There isn't any. It's a shame, but let's move on to happy happy news. I mean, the edge edge is happy news, but let's was, let's, let's move on. On Monday night, Tomasa Ciampa's getting beaten down, and who comes to save him? But his old pal, Johnny Gargano, DIY, back together. They
2: did their finisher together. Kind um, of. Like <laughs> before they, they were like, let's, uh, like, oh, uh, okay, guys, we're running out of time. We got to get to the Chucky commercial or whatever yeah. the hell. <laughs> the international people saw it. You could see it on social media afterwards. Yeah, but right, right, right. but I, I think that's
1: very cool to have them back together and have Johnny oh, have yes. something to do. He's been ready to go for by all accounts, for several months.
2: It's needed to happen. And I was really thinking about it the other day. Um, I think these two need to be in a tag team right now. Like, they Mm -hmm. need to be in a tag team. I know that a lot of people who have memories of NXT love them, but that was like four or five years ago now. It was a really long time ago. And not only that, but like their last year and a half of being in NXT was generally in front of an empty arena. Mm -hmm. and nobody really got the chance to get emotionally attached to all of them because they're you know their storytelling had to be different and it's like i don't know what i can't imagine that many people were watching nxt week in week out when there was nobody in the crowd to react to anything so i'm glad that they're back together i think that this opens up like i think that they can start cooking that tag scene again that kind of that kind of slowed down a little bit like uh Kevin and Sammy, I know, got hurt, but I I think that they were generally doing their best, and they delivered whenever they were called upon. Sure. But now you got, you know, Judgment Day versus DIY. You could do DIY versus Sammy and KO one day. Mm -hmm. You could do, uh, you know, DIY versus, uh, like, God, when the freaking... Uh the two twins that are in NXT whose names I can't remember right now. The big the Basham one, the, brothers, not Basham brothers, The Basham brothers. Uh. The
1: the, uh, the babies. There was the uh, the uh... Creed brothers. Oh, that Creed was Creed brothers? I thought you were talking yes. about AOP because they were signed. You know the authors of Payne signed, right? No, like, they they're... might do that.
2: The Creed yeah. brothers also look like children, but in a very different way. Yes. <laughs> um, no, the, uh, I think that like those guys are going to come up eventually too, and they could have a great match with uh, with DIY as well. And I um. I think it's a show of faith that they let them close out the show. Mm-hmm. Kind of wish Johnny had his old music instead of this weird bootleg version of Rebel Heart. Um but still, I was happy for him. I was really happy to see them out there. I was happy to I think that they're they've always worked great off of each other and they'll they'll they do such a great job of making any program that they're in feel like it is life or death, so I really want to see want to see them go for it.
1: Yeah and and i also uh it is there is a fertile even if you take kevin and sammy who i think they're just i, I don't think they're going to be wrestling each other at wrestlemania it's kind of unavoidable and great like i'm into it mm-hmm. but like i don't think of them as a the tag team i think of them as two single stars who are helping in the tag team division and they're yeah. they're great at it right. but you have all together it's
2: always going to work
1: yeah you have judgment day which is also kind of kind of in the same boat but you know they have to have all the titles right now that's sort of where they are uh, you, you have Imperium, you have Judgment Day, you have the Viking Raiders in the New Day, you've got a DIY, you have, like, viable Alpha Academy still out there. They're, for all intents and purposes, a tag team. You have tag teams out there that can compete against one another, which is really exciting. Like, you want that division. That division deserves deserves attention, deserves to be built up, especially if the idea is tag teams create single stars. Mm-hmm. So let's get them out there and really get them rocking. I I agree with you hundred percent. Like have DIY be a tag team. Let's get to know them again, and and have them be introduced to a new audience who no doubt will love them for for everything that they can do. But you can't coast on what happened four, five, six years ago. It's just not mm-hmm. going to work because we've been through too much in the last three years to to really have a, a that long a memory for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Stay part of the conversation with Tights and Fights on all of our social media channels, including Blue Sky. Most of us are there too. Links are in the show notes. And when we come back, we kick off Spooky Month with the spookiest wrestler of all time. That's up next on Tights and Fights. The human mind can be tricky. Your mental health can be complex. Your emotional life can be complicated. So it helps to talk about it. I'm John Moe. Join me each week on my show, Depression Mode with John Moe. It's in-depth conversations about mental health with writers, musicians, comedians, doctors, and experts. Folks like Noah Khan, Sashir Zameda, and Surgeon General Vivek Murthy. We talk about depression, anxiety, trauma, imposter syndrome, and perfectionism. We have the kind of conversations that a lot of folks are hesitant to have themselves. Listen, and you won't feel as alone, and you'll have some laughs too. Depression mode for maximum fun at
2: maximumfun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Podcast. Fights Fights
1: Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by Julian Burrell. Now we're going to go all the way back to 2017 to rerun a segment from episode 61. This one is all about the entrance music of The Undertaker. It is also the first time that myself and Danielle and Lindsay and Mike were all in the same booth podcasting back in the old days when we would squeeze into a telephone booth at Max Mm -hmm. Fund and HQ and you'd be on the outside and I'd be the only one who could see you saying, wrap it the fuck (laughs) up with with your hand through that little window. Uh, Do you remember the recording of this at all? Is there anything you remember? I actually
2: do, because I don't think we intentionally said like, hey, Lindsay, come over. We're going to be podcasting as Lindsay. Mike was still full time at that that time. Mm -hmm. I think Lindsay was there to record something extra. And I said, oh, if you have time, we could just do this one segment. And she's like, yeah, sure. And then we did. And then we just all popped in there. And it worked out. It was really, really fun. Just a very, very, like a different time for The Undertaker and his legacy, I feel like. Very different time.
1: Yeah, this is just to set the scene. This was a few months after the Undertaker's shaky match with Roman Reigns. We were like, All right, we thought he retired before like the end of the streak seemed like a good spot, but now Romans retired him and it was like he didn't look like he was moving that well. Like it was a it was a bad it was a bad ending for him at the time. Like if this is the last match, this is a poor last match. He deserves right. better.
2: And I don't think it was good great for roman either because i think the intention was roman gets the rub of retiring the undertaker and what it turned into was was just like you know it's like watching like some like your new toy beating up your beating up your old favorite toys yeah of just like why, why? this is just sad <laughs> like like let it be over this doesn't feel like a torch being passed like it didn't feel it was everything that that rick flair Shawn michaels match wasn't Right. Where it was like, you know, that was like, oh, he's got one more in him. He's going to give us one more show. This was like, oh, my God, would, wh- who signed off on this? This is awful. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> but exactly like that match, both Undertaker and Ric Flair would wrestle a bunch more matches I Just kidding. <laughs> Money talks. Without any further ado, here is that segment from 2017. Here's what I think. We always do this as a triple threat. Let's open it up and make it a fatal four way. What, what? what do you think? And to do that. Let's bring in one of the other hosts in the Nation of Conversation, Lindsey Kelt. Yeah, y'all it's can't tremendous.
3: see it. Is this the first time we've all done the thing? I believe I that so. it is. I think so. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. It's
1: so great. It's not awkward at all.
3: No. And I mean that sincerely. Really Normally, when somebody not. says that, it they, is now. They mean it's
1: awkward. And you said it with the face
0: that made it sound like you really thought it was awkward. I did. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. No,
3: it's like the craft. Now we can call the corners. Oh, my. Nice. <laughs> I don't we know are what that the means. Weirdos, mister. <laughs> that's what I know.
0: <laughs> but that, I'm, it, I'm into it. It's
3: yeah. That movie goth girls liked in the 90s. Yes,
0: yeah. that sounds great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board.
3: <laughs>
0: There's so much I have left to see. <laughs>
1: Well, let's talk about entrance music. Entrance music is a part of a wrestler that can define their career. We like to look at some of the most famous entrance music throughout the years, from the good, the bad, and in between, in a segment we call Ringtones. This is the Ringtones theme song. It doesn't exist, so I'm making it up. This time, we're going to discuss the dead man himself, the Undertaker. Now, we're talking about a a career here that has spanned 16 years? No, no. My gosh, 26 years. <laughs> 26 years. If I forgot, I, for some reason, my math was off. But
2: around a little longer than John But Cena. Yeah, a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, no, just a little just bit. Just a hair. Uh,
1: but over those 26 years, I think one of the things that, that has been a hallmark of The Undertaker is his ability to evolve his character over time, whether that's a slight tweak or a complete overhaul. Uh, so, what we're going to do is we're going to mark some of those changes in his career using music. So, let's go back to Survivor Series. 1990. What? God, 27 years. Wow. My math was off again. And let's hear some of the original Undertaker entrance music. This is going to be scary. Oh, God. It's so MIDI. Yeah. This is,
3: this is so It bit That
0: sounds like uh, if your Macintosh was coming on on <laughs> Halloween. <Yeah. laughs>
3: I'm pretty sure that we had this electric organ in my granddaddy's house for, like, years. Wasn't this a preset tune? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best of
1: what the bug. Do you think that it is that this music matches so well to an Undertaker character, obviously? Is it just the character's so great it could have been Mary had a little lamb and
3: No, no, because we'll talk later about some shit that I was, oh, like, I did not oh. work with The Undertaker, in my oh, opinion. All that's, <laughs> right. Oh, that's it's, coming. It's not just the, it's not, like, this is, this, it is a really well done piece of music. Um, and it's a piece of music that fits the character really, really well.
0: Yeah, I mean, because he had, and probably gonna get to that too, he even had other uh, scary music later that wasn't that. Yes. And I didn't like that at all. <laughs> you know, it, it, the character was still great. He was still uh, scary and dead. But I want that scary music. Not right. Not
1: this is the Undertaker's music, yeah. yeah. right? I
4: think it's one of those situations where the music elevates the character, and the character elevates the music. They worked in tandem so perfectly that it, it just works, right? I mean, there's just no part of you that, when you hear that, you're, you know, the hairs on the back of your neck come on end. You're excited because you know he's coming. Even when Slowly. it's when it's Dolph.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, like
4: for that split second, you're, you're happy.
1: You know what? Instead of going fully chronological, I'd like to to go to both bookends so we can hear how that uh, how that theme is used today, and then and then we'll we'll walk through some of his other music Ooh. over time. Yeah, it's even three minutes in between the gongs. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: It's just, you know, it's sometimes it can be so nice when the music you used to love gets remastered.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, when they use, like, two instruments instead of one? Yeah. That's usually, that's usually pretty good.
3: Oh, that choir.
1: Can you imagine that these are the souls that he's vanquished singing for him? They form a chorus, right?
3: Nice. Well, they need a hobby.
1: Yeah. What are they going to do once they're gone?
3: Close homedies.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's got to be better than everything else. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, I know that we're doing the rats nibbling on your ears for your portion of hell today, but we, uh, Undertaker's got to go wrestle Kevin wow. Owens. So you guys want
0: to just do
4: your,
3: do your creepy singing. You could all be in the foyer by 2. We need to leave at 2.15. No, the rats won't be there, Dave.
1: <laughs> so there you go. There's the filled out version. It almost makes the original music sound like a demo. Yeah, Yeah. where you get like a bootleg demo. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, this is it. Finished. This is the fully realized version
0: of that music. That's you know, that's the interesting thing about wrestler entrance themes too. Is that when in that case, I mean, it's Jim Johnston coming up with a theme. When he makes a theme for somebody, he doesn't know if they're gonna stink and get fired immediately, (laughs) or if Mm -hmm. they're gonna be around for twenty six years. Yeah, you know. So like, of course, he doesn't put his best effort (laughs) into that (laughs) (laughs) that very
1: first sketch. (laughs) You know what I mean? And this is, there are a lot of changes coming up. But this is, of course, the Ministry of Darkness era. And as a cult leader with an odd goatee. <laughs> it was so dark. That I did not care for it. So that is the ultimate heel. Like, triple oh, black,
3: era. Just for men-ass goatee. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is the shit I used to tip my
1: eyebrows
0: <laughs> were your eyebrows evil at the time
1: <laughs>
3: they are now
1: <laughs> uh, well let's hear that evil eyebrow music oh Jesus
3: <laughs> this is where I came
0: in
2: Fucking Resident Evil ass <laughs> yeah. shit right now
3: I know I loved it so much oh yeah it's the, the devil's the music welcome to the,
0: wow, wow, the
4: wow. devil's music yeah <laughs> yeah And is that first bit just, like, the Monomena song from the Muppets slowed down?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Because it really sounded like it to me. Yeah,
1: that's all it is.
3: Yeah, the Muppets and rock and roll. (laughs) Oh, man, teenage Danielle loved this shit. Because this was, like, when I was first, like, watching wrestling, um... I think I've told y'all like my first episode of wrestling ever was the one where um, Stephanie was put up on the Not across
1: mm-hmm. um, the Undertaker <laughs> symbol.
3: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Like, we, were, I knew, we all knew better, um, but that's when I liked it. It was spooky and it was like comic books, and I was I was hella into it. And so that's I have this part, this this one of the old school themes I have. Of.
1: It, it does have that, like, Attitude Era, like, super chunky guitar playing yeah. that mm-hmm. almost everybody had. Uh, but also, what's interesting is as we come through, maybe we should have done it in order, but fuck <laughs> it. Uh, there are, like, elements that build into that final version of the song. So you have that, mm. like, like, that's sort of in there. That got added for this version.
0: It just really sounds like it could have been this. The DX band again. Like it could have been it could have been
3: right. I kinda I kinda of, kind wish that we would do is this on yeah. I kinda wish I, <laughs> I kinda of wish we would do the corporate ministry music, but that's okay. W- was it different than that? Corporate ministry? I don't remember yeah. Corporate we should oh. probably hear the corporate
1: ministry music. Ooh, I don't remember ooh, that ooh, corporate ministry I'm so sorry, Julian. Just in case you couldn't find it, I think, I, we'll see if I'm right, that this is similar to the ministry music, but instead of just the chanting, it's a quarterly report being given.
3: <laughs> so it's just like,
1: well, the EBITDA looks like it's up 12%, which is good for everybody. But as we said, our goals for Q4, we have to keep in mind the net gains in overseas licensing.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, this is terrible. What the hell is this?
3: Oh, no. This? Whoa. Shh, shh,
1: <laughs> yes. What are they saying?
3: No! Chance. No! no! Yes! They didn't do that!
4: I was gonna I say was maybe they did that, that. as a joke! <laughs> 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 that was a cruel trick to play on us, Danielle! It's real! That's a, that'd be like
0: if you were playing Legend of Zelda, and you got to the end, and then uh, Ganondorf's music started, and then Vince McMahon walked out, and you had to fight him.
3: They were just, you like this remix, you guys? Very cool. This was the first. This was like the first mashup, though, to be fair. Oh
4: my Song god. In 99.
3: <laughs> they were
4: right. doing was that the, When the
1: corporate ministry it was, 99. was 99. Yep. Right in 99. Yeah, it that
4: definitely predates the Strokes Christina Aguilera mashup. So <laughs>
1: yeah, I think see. this needs
4: to go down in someone's, someone's history books don't mind. Uh,
0: this is definitely a cocaine-fueled decision.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, let's start a business, but first, I want to combine these songs, see? Because the fucking Vince Matt song and the fucking Undertaker song the Ministry song, they're like the same song. <laughs> Do you hear it? I'm making a demo.
3: <laughs> oh, <this> shit's good. <laughs> I love it. They kept the, come on, come on, come and get it. Oh, oh. Julian, is this filling in all the holes you needed filled in?
1: Very <laughs> <area> empty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, but then Undertaker got injured in the summer of 99. It did not come back until the spring of 2000 at Judgment Day to break up a, an Iron Man match between The Rock and Triple H for the WWF title, which Triple H went on to win by disqualification because The Undertaker was back. Oh, no. But I'm so upset. But he was not... A mortician slash Undertaker <laughs> anymore. He wasn't walking either. No. Mm-mm. He was rolling. But this was the music. <laughs> this is the only lead singer I remember who was playable in yeah, SmackDown. Yeah. What? That's what you do.
0: Hands up. Hands
4: up. We've just ruined we so many up. people's day.
0: Oh, my God. Like,
4: so many people have this in their head now for the rest back of the up, day. Back up.
3: And they oh didn't want it. I hope some of you are working out and this helps you. <laughs> I'm just so well, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, you know? Does anyone yeah. need to push through something? <laughs> I
4: hope yeah.
1: so. So anyway, for a while, this was the theme, but then they thought, like, all right, Limp biscuit they're dirt bags but surely there's somebody trashier than them <laughs> that we can use to come up with the Undertaker's theme song. After all, he is the American badass. And so, the human form of herpes was you know. brought in to do his own version of the theme song. And here's what that sounded like. Are you scared?
0: Oh, What is happening here?
3: I don't know, but I'm begging.
0: It sounds like that movie Thirteen Ghosts.
3: <laughs> this is what happens when we shame there people we with STIs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. You can rock and you, you can, can suck my He oh, said oh, it! Oh, oh, oh my god! Whoa! Oh, oh, whoa! Oh, oh. No, safe for work!
1: Oh, oh. There you
3: go. Wasn't the, the worst thing about this era is that there were like a bunch of Kid Rock theme songs.
1: Yes. Yes, because finger in the ass. he
4: certainly just said finger in the ass, right? You yeah.
1: know, finger in the, ass. Finger in the ass. Why did he say finger in the ass? <laughs> <'Cause> he was <laughs> the proctologist of rock. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what does
3: this have to do with the Undertaker? That's my question it has exactly. To do with I'm gonna check your prostate. Why are you rolling my bike? I <laughs> know. <laughs> no, is that something an Undertaker does? I don't know anything about medicine. <laughs> like, is that oh. what someone like? Yeah, do you have that's to. that's
1: the last thing you do. Do with, you plug yeah. it up? grandma's Ooh. corpse as you put your finger in the <laughs> beehole. hole I just don't
3: understand. But yeah, no, because there was this. Um, Stacey Keebler had that uh, legs. Yes, remake. this
1: cover of legs. We're not gonna, we don't have to listen. Please, to no, God, no. no please, Keebler. no, please, no. However.
3: Oh, we might have to dedicate a whole one of these to the Kid Rock era of the attitude
4: I don't need to be here for that one, though. No. <laughs> just you know. It's like, going to be just I am you. here as a courtesy right now. <laughs> and quite frankly, you've made a mockery of my politeness. Now. So. <laughs> I can't get out of this room. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, the door's locked from the outside. That's the secret. Help
4: me, people! Help me!
1: Now, when he turned heel and won the undisputed championship, uh, and, and the this the entire the entirety of WWE became his yard. He was the big dog in the yard at that time. But Red Red Devil Big Evil. This was his entrance music.
2: Just, My favorite line in a WWE song coming up. Jim I'll Jim point it ben out when it ben comes up oh my god a little bit country
4: a little bit
3: rock and roll you know what rock
1: country is what they play in hell (laughs) you're right what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, this is the music that's playing in every strip club in an action film. <laughs> when they walk in, they're like, I don't know how we're going to crack this case. Ramirez has been gone for a week. <laughs> just take your mind off and get a 20 out. And then they see the bad guy, and he's over there with the stack. Is
4: this official film. yard music? Is this what Roman needs to get over? I think yes. it's what Roman needs. This Let's is just exactly. give this to Roman.
3: The always What always Bad asses
4: always kicking assholes ass. <laughs> <laughs> what the What is to
2: take his session with assholes? He's been
0: trying to tell <laughs> us something the entire time.
3: Listen to the music. The music will always let you know. Our Kelly told us. Oh the music God. will always yeah. let you know.
0: At bad asses always kicking assholes
3: out? Always is kicking that, assholes,
1: asses. kicking assholes, asses, badasses. Always Boy, kick assholes, asses.
3: It's so much ass. It's
4: just so much. Is ass. Is this just a yard? A is a, a yard of ass? It's maybe that's what Roman has been defending all this time. And
0: Billy Gunn. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I feel yeah. like we missed a, a good tag team there where they were yeah. <laughs> people's music to put all ass right. in again, again. Yeah. I it's mean, the
0: American Billy ass. The American w- ass man?
3: <laughs> yeah, listen. I am the American ass man. <laughs>
0: yeah. They had
1: a demographic,
0: I think. Yeah, that could have worked out.
1: There um, is no version. Uh, the ministry music is fine for what it is. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. It definitely fits the Attitude mm-hmm. Era. But there is no more fitting music for this character than than the Death March, whatever and, they call it. Are we the, forgetting the one? Modern Death March.
0: There is one we haven't played.
1: There's one that you cannot get a copy of. That really? Was like a very rare one. The Johnny Cash one? No. Oh yeah, let's do yeah. let's do that. We did have the Johnny Cash on.
3: Sad and old, and I should have retired but then I didn't <laughs> for lots of years.
0: There ain't no grave. Oh my god. Can, <laughs> can you imagine walking down a game. ring to yeah. this for a wrestling match? I,
3: I and yet,
0: <laughs> it's perfect for him.
3: Is it? Yes,
0: it is. This makes me want to go to
1: sleep.
4: Yeah, I can pretty much just imagine sitting on my sofa looking ain't into no a bottle grave. of a glass of whiskey. And yeah, man. A small cry. But there's no
1: grave that can hold his body down. That's not
3: true, it turns out. So, He's the undertaker, yeah. except for the
0: big dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he went down into the grave, right? The
3: problem yeah. is, is when you did yard versus yard, if he just would have left the yard stuff alone and just been in hell forever, he yeah, would have been fine. he would have been
4: fine. But we didn't yeah. know there were so many assholes in the yard. We didn't yeah. know that. was well, well, bad, asses bad asses kicking ass kicking assholes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Asses That's right. in the ass yard right. of America.
4: In the ass yard. <laughs> <laughs> well, look down
0: yonder, Gabriel. Put your feet on the land and see. But Gabriel, don't you
1: know Uh I th- I don't think there's anything else to say about this, no. is there? Halo grave.
4: I do have to add one thing and I yes. I didn't know I was going to be here talking to you guys about the undertaker yes. and having my ears assaulted so aggressively this You're afternoon. Welcome. But I was actually I was in Disneyland last week taking my professional life very seriously yes. just as you do uh, and it's Halloween in Disneyland right now so adults are allowed to come in costume which I don't know if everyone knows but the rest of the year adults are not allowed to attend Disneyland in costume you went to
1: Bat Day didn't you I didn't go to
4: Bat Day I wish I had gone to Bat Day okay. no it's just regular Disney Day on a Friday, and everyone's just dressed up, which is super cool. I see. In the middle of all of the Disney characters, and there's a lot of Marvel characters, there was a dude dressed as The Undertaker. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and it was the full, like, ripped sleeve tie Undertaker. Beautiful. And I kept running all like into him. The purple him. and gray. Yeah, the purple wow. and gray sort of tie. And he had the urn. And he would just stand places playing the music from his phone. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Freaking the shit out of children. He should have put his
0: phone in the urn.
4: And he would just, yeah, he just was he this. was holding the phone. That took something from it. He yeah. also had a WWE, he, uh, like, duffel bag,
3: just oh. in case you weren't sure. Uh, but
4: he was, <laughs> children were just bursting he's the into He's a scary dead dears. man who's on
3: his way going from town to yeah, town. Yeah. He
4: was, I saw him outside Pirates of the Caribbean and was like, yeah, okay. And then I saw him just in Main Street and his little children just, bursting into tears at Aww. the sight of him and the parents were like this is the coolest but the kids were not pleased but he was really making the most of this music you guys
1: Did you find him in Toontown kneeling in front of Gadget's Go Coaster yeah, for with a hand there. in the air yeah, like the sticking out guy. his tongue
4: it was the best and most incongruous weird thing <laughs> but I got to enjoy some of these tunes so
3: mm-hmm. that was <laughs> it nice. now I want to see like you know how they have the different ears like there's like the R2-D2 ears <laughs> yeah. yes. I wanted to see some Undertaker, Undertaker ears, ears. oh it's my art <laughs> uh, You're gonna get sued like a thousand asses times. times. Asses. Oh. <laughs> like sued for every front. Isn't that right, Paul Bear?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you do me a favor, Julian? There's only one way to end this. Will you play me out with a bed of limp biscuit?
4: <laughs> I hate you so much. God,
1: what's worse? A yard of ass or a, a bed of Limp biscuits? It's biscuit. a bed of, it's a a of Limp <laughs> it's it's Major Limp biscuit, biscuit bed. You got to lay in it. All right. If you've got any thoughts, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to do this Undertaker style. If you've got any thoughts on The Undertaker and his music, let us know about it at facebook.com slash groups slash tights fights. Or at Tights Fights on Twitter. That sound, by the way, that you just heard was us jumping the shark. <laughs> when we come back, it's time for three things we loved from wrestling this week. That's up next on Tights and Fights.
4: It's still in my ears. <laughs>
1: If you've got anything more to say about The Undertaker or the spooky times of wrestling, visit us on our social media channels via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights.
4: Hey, this is Daniel Barwella, Technology and Data Specialist. I'm here with...
2: Kira Gowan, Ad Operations Specialist, and we are both worker-owners here at Maximum Fun.
4: October is National Co-op Month, so we're celebrating our brand new co-op and others with an event called... Co-Optober! Co-Optober.
2: We've got special events all month long, starting with a live Q&A on YouTube, where Max Fun worker-owners will answer your questions on Friday, October 6th. And much more to come.
4: We also want to tell you about some incredible limited edition merch exclusively available to MaxFun members until the end of October.
2: If you're already a member of MaxFun, you've shown that you care about our shows and what we do.
4: If you also want to help launch us into this new cooperative era and show off your support,
2: go ahead and get yourself a hat,
4: pin, or shirt. We worked with some of our favorite artists to make them really special.
2: For details on merch, all of our upcoming events, like Meetup Day and more, visit MaximumFun.org Cooptober. That's
4: C-O-O-P-T-O-B-E-R.
2: Happy Co-October!
3: Tights and Fights is
1: the Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined today by Julian Burrell. And it's time to share the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count.
0: Watch my three count! One two.
1: Julian, what do you have for everybody?
2: Okay. Uh, This is actually a couple of weeks old, maybe even a month old at this point. Uh, But one of the silly things that WWE loves to do as it continues to, you know, its efforts to be seen as relevant as other sports that are actually um, uh, supposedly not fixed is they love to, you know, do little crossovers with them where they can. And there was probably no greater push into the crossover than these WWE NFL legacy belts that they put out a number of months ago, I think before the season (laughs) started, before the preseason even started, in fact. Yeah. And it was fun because there were a lot of different conspiracy theories about like, wait a minute, did they not give the Jaguars a belt? Because they don't like the Khan family, and first of all, maybe, second of all, I don't think that they <laughs> did i th- I think the funny thing was that they might have um it was that the- I think the Jaguars ones were the first ones to sell out, which the Jaguars do not have that big of a fan base, so I'm guessing they either made less of them, and the Khan family bought all of them or they made less of them with the understanding that they wouldn't have to sell them for very long if they did that. Mm. But uh, they actually are kind of like, if you are a football fan, I would honestly just say, go look at, uh, just go take a look at them. I don't know if anybody I know would spend uh, half a grand on these things, but if you just want to go see some very nice, well-crafted belts with your favorite problematic sports teams on them, I would say go on ahead and do so. They They look very nice. And it's one of those things where sometimes I like to imagine if I had a very large obsequious amount of, like, disposable income, and I just didn't know what to do with it. This is one of those dumb things that I would buy. I would buy one of them. Why not? And, hey, my birthday's coming up in
1: just, uh, like, three, four months. So mm-hmm. this is an opportunity for you to—and also the holidays are coming up. Hanukkah is in a few <laughs> months. And, you know, if, or if you just appreciate all the work that I've done giving selflessly for the past, gosh, how many years— very many uh maybe 15 years i've been podcasting entire lifetime let's say yeah i've dedicated to and if you're like i just want to pay a small portion of that back my favorite team is the eagles and i would not feel bad about accepting one Mm -hmm. we can we can talk offline about how to get that to me
2: yeah you always everybody's like how do we get on the show how do we get on the show it's
1: bribes it's
2: always been bribes people
1: (laughs) yeah want to be on the show come on (laughs) rj city bought me three cars (laughs) that's why he got on the show three times yeah exactly one car per time. If he wants to come on again, I'm going to have to sell one because I don't have room anymore. <laughs> I keep having to sell these cars. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. I, mean, I don't drive them. Well, that fool. He marching, could have just but,
2: bought a belt and it would have been fine. But overachiever right? that he is, he bought a car.
1: Could just send me a series of belts. He didn't know. That's a, a way to a house heart is through the belt. <laughs> I don't feel like I put over just a, a bunch of text tweets in a while, but... I would have put over Adam Copeland's uh, Twitter thread where he talks about, he basically gives his goodbye to WWE and a thank you to them and to the fans. And also, like, here's what's coming up next for me and here's what I'm excited about. And here's a way to look at it, which is not new. We've heard this before. MJF has said it. I've put that over. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, Brian again, Danielson eloquently said it as well. And Brian Danielson as well. Like, you know, we don't need to have these both sides I don't... Uh, I don't wish AEW uh, for the record. I don't wish AEW ill, nor do I wish the talent of AEW will uh, or ill will. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated by it as a company because I do not understand it, and I don't. I don't. There's a lot I don't appreciate in it, but there's a lot of great stuff, and I'm happy that people who are fans of that have something to watch that they feel involved in and feel some ownership of. That is awesome. That is why. There are so many different flavors of ice cream because everybody can have a favorite, and if your favorite's coffee, great. My favorite's mint chocolate chip. Uh, you can that means I get more mint chocolate chip ice cream, you get more coffee ice cream. Let's have more ice cream available for everybody. I want it to be successful. That is where really where my frustration stems from. But I also think it's just very well put. I think I think uh, Adam is a very good writer. That is what he studied in school, so obviously he knows how to do it. Uh, it's just well communicated, and I think
2: I think worth. Worth a read if you have not seen it yet. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, it's a smart guy. Um, long, I don't, um, for the record, I didn't get to say this, I don't think that this is the end of his time in WWE. Yeah, I, not necessarily. Uh, I think that um, Yeah, he says that he wants to end his full-time career in AEW, but I wouldn't be surprised if once he just feels like he's put a nice bow on his uh, wrestling career, he decides to, you know, mosey on back to WWE and maybe do some behind the scenes stuff being a producer maybe being a coach being like you know like i think he's this whole comeback journey has always been about him wanting closure on his career that he never got so i think that that has levels He's gonna be doing a lot for wrestling and it's 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 nice to see him healthy and continuing to do what he can do what he wants to do and what makes him happy absolutely you think you know him you don't yet
1: (laughs) that's right here here and here That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Julian Burrell, along with me, Hal Lublin. Uh, Again, congratulations to the Writers Guild on their recent deal with the AMPTP. Now do SAG. Now do Kaiser Permanente. Now do the United Auto Workers. Now do the steel workers, the hotel workers, all of these people who need to get paid. Uh, Support unions, because they are paving the way for you to get better pay and, uh, and to get your fair share for the things that you produce for society, so... That is always a good thing, Uh, something to keep in mind.
2: Julian, do you have anything you want to plug? Well, I am fortunate enough to be a worker-owner of the co-op that I am currently getting paid by. And uh, if uh, I think by the time you're listening to this, it already happened, but we were doing a a, a Q&A about what it means to be a co-op versus what we were doing before uh, that I – Hosted, I'll speak for myself in the future. If you want to see that panel that I moderated, maybe some of your questions got answered, you can go to YouTube. We archived it there, and it should be a grand old time. I hope it was fun. And as always, you can just go listen to new episodes of the JV Club with Janet Varney and Go Fact Yourself, the other podcast that I produce for Maximum Fun.
1: Once again, that voice you heard is our producer, scheduled for pun fall, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. You can find those in the show notes. Find our Tights and Fights WrestleMania shirt at maxfunstore.com and celebrate ice cream Christmas all year long. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling.
0: Here comes the pain. Bow to the masters. This is the
1: Tyson Fights is the That's up next Bow. on Tights and Fights. Yeah.
2: He takes so long to get to the ring; he'll be here by the time this break is over. Yeah,
1: he's still he's still doing his WrestleMania uh, 16 <laughs> entrance. It's still happening. <laughs> or 17. Sixteen is the one he wasn't there for. He was injured. He came back at Judgment Day.
2: Not that Judgment Day.
1: Not that Judgment Day. Came back at Judgment Day in May during the Iron Man match between Triple H and The Rock. It's Triple H, all They should just name
2: factions after all of like the pay-per-views in the 90s. It's like, it's, like, it's like our newest group, Vengeance, is here. <laughs> like, we're fully loaded, and we're here to fight. <laughs> this is over the limit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're here. We're in your house. <laughs> For all mankind. And we're here. <laughs>